Welcome to episode 160. Nope. nope. Blindside. <laughs> nope. I thought no. there was none of that. Blindside. It's none of those things. This is an addendum that's probably going at the beginning of another piece of content, but maybe it's at the end. It's to provide context with what you are about to listen to, or maybe you just listen to. So he, here's that context. The context what? is the Gerplers didn't come out yet, so everything we said is irrelevant in this recording <laughs> as far as how we sell stuff. Yeah, we're fucking idiots. That's the context. Uh, but we thought that the sausage talk was really funny and it had some really funny moments in it that we didn't want to lose. Have you said that this is for sausage talk? I said yeah, that was an addendum. Well, it's the, the, before the, a piece the of content. Of I mean, they clicked the on the episode of sausage clicked. talk. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it was just recorded. Eight, yeah, it was recorded ages ago. Uh, we we're talking about how dumb we were in that one, and then uh, something else happened after that was even dumber than anything we touched on. Yeah. And I'm sure there might be new merch that has released since then that we might need to record an addendum to the addendum to. Oh, for the next thing we yeah. drop a bollock on. We, we, Absolutely. The next thing we fuck up. Well, yeah. here's the deal. Every, it, <laughs> here's one piece of, of actionable info for you. Uh, after the last fuck up, we doubled every order of every piece of face merchandise that's coming out. Applause. Right. <laughs> That's, I don't know if that's, it's applause or not, but I'm just, no. we're trying to create I'm more. Just, con we're trying to create more of the shit. It puts us in. It, there's a greater risk of a falling on our faces and not being able to make more merch. But we like we don't know what else to do. Uh, so we're just increasing the numbers on everything because we we just don't want to let yeah. people down and disappoint them anymore. No, that's like great. it's really not the goal here is to yeah. disappoint the audience by offering them merchandise. The goal yes. is to enrich the, the the whole ecosystem of the podcast and and this dumb joke of a thing that we're doing. But we hadn't doubled it yet when we recorded this. Or we hadn't <laughs> doubled it yet when we recorded the thing you just heard. I, Gavin, I thought your thing was so good. And then it just it kept going. Anyway, sorry for the mix up with all the merch. And uh, hopefully we, you stick with us and we can get this all sorted. So that way you get the thing that you want. Because we want you to have it. And let us know if this was at the beginning of the sausage talk or at the end. Because I have no Let clue. them know. Don't let me know. I don't let it. Care. Let them Don't know. let me know. Yeah, let them let you. Nick know. No, Eric. Yeah, no. Eric said no. <laughs> Nick said, "Let me know." <laughs> no. <laughs> he keeps cutting out. All you can hear is the the K N O W. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sausage Talk. It's everybody's favorite show behind the show. It's where we talk about the inner workings, the business end, the things that we don't talk about that aren't appropriate to talk about in the comedy of the podcast face. Uh, but we give a little bit of insight for, for those out there in the world who want to see very literally how the sausage is made. A mm -hmm. peek behind the sausage. A peek behind, mm -hmm. a, a, peek, a peek through the casing, as it Maybe were. Maybe inside the sausage. It's not just behind. In. Man, I was looking at we go deep. I was looking at recipes last night. I wanted to cook some sausage. And uh, <laughs> anytime the recipe says to remove the sausage from the casing, I'm out. I just like that seems I don't want to deal with that. That's gross. You don't want just move the, on the next one. The ground meat. No. No, no. I I would just buy ground meat sausage then. Like it, to it me, comes that way. To me, why sausage, would you buy it in a casing and then remove it from the casing? The whole point like you're buying the casing too. It's like throwing away half the food. I thought yeah. sausage was the format. I thought it was like but then you buy, like here, you get a oh. sausage in a disc. You can get a sausage in a disc, yeah. Yeah, it's not a sausage. It's a sausage patty. It's a sausage patty. That's just pork. Sausage patty. It's well, not always a different pork. Thing. It could be beef. Or process. beef. Just call it uh. beef patty, pork patty. 
tiny patty. It's not a sausage. It's all my... sausage, dude. It's not a sausage unless it's in a sausage. That... <laughs> Wait, the sausage is the casing? So did you guys think that when we said sausage talk, it was literal? Or... <laughs> yeah, that's I'm the problem. More, that's the problem. That's the problem with us. Is that there's and this is this is where sausage talk breaks down. Is there we're not smart enough, <laughs> and everything is a dumb joke. We could easily do 15 minutes on literal sausage. Everything yeah. is always a dumb bit. Okay, we want to talk a little bit this week about merchandise. We've had a couple of uh, high profile drops that have hit recently. Uh, we've had some reorders that have hit recently. We've actually done three runs of the Protected by Falcons and the uh, No Scrumping Signs, which I never thought we would revisit, but we did. Eric's shaking his head. He didn't want to at all. He I'll, was against, he was I'll, against the reorders. I'll be, I'll be really honest about that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but they were like, they're relatively easy to make. They're quick turnaround, and there was a lot of demand, and I wanted people to have uh, another shot at them because it turns out the numbers that we ordered them were, were, were pretty low. Uh, and that's something that's caused a lot of uh, consternation with some members of the audience. There are a lot of us out there, uh, a lot of people like in sneaker culture or in collectible culture, whether that be sports or coins or Pokemon or whatever, uh, who appreciate the hunt. Right. Like a lot of the joy of getting a new pair of Air Max ones or whatever it is, is like the search and, and the work you have to put into to get it. I'm not trying to make anybody work, mm -hmm. but I will. I'd be lying if I said that I, I also don't appreciate that level uh, of uh, consumerism. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. For me, that's why I've been collecting shit since I was 15. Eric's having real trouble with his phone right Doesn't now. Doesn't matter. I'm trying to get this. Well, the timer <coughs> died within 30 seconds, so I'm oh, trying to set okay. oh, the yeah. timer. But that's not the. But that's that's not really why we do what we do. Um, we make stuff in low numbers, and sometimes not everybody gets it. First off, I just like to say I think that's okay. I don't expect everyone to buy everything we sell. I think that would actually be irresponsible. I'm not asking anybody to spend that much money. What I would like is to create fresh new merchandise. Uh, and let me be clear. Let me take a step back even before we get to that point and say that merchandise is, is a cost of doing business. We have to create merchandise to sell. There are a couple different ways that a company makes money in the entertainment industry. Ad sales, direct or otherwise, are uh, the lion's share, at least with a podcast. The other big tranche is like a Patreon subscriber model, which we don't exactly have for face, although we will be making some first-only content mm -hmm. at some point. We've, we're pretty excited about it, actually, uh, in a way that makes sense. But the other one is is the merchandise bucket, right? And that's a... It, it's, it's a wonderful field to play in because you can be incredibly creative, which I think we have maximized with face. And uh, But conversely, you can do the other thing where you just slap a logo on a T-shirt and then tell people if they want to support your show, go buy it. And we, I did that for 20 years in Rooster Teeth, right? I started... Uh, I don't know if people know my history with Rooster Teeth uh, as a co-founder, but I created the first store, the first web store, and ran it. I created the second one. I created the third one, which didn't last very long. Uh, <laughs> and then I created the fourth one. And then at some point, we moved on. Uh, the third store was bad. It was like, uh, where of these this many stores? <laughs> this, yeah. this honestly sounds exactly like a f-faced seasons. Like yeah, season three was well, pretty like, short. We had to because we kept breaking. We the problem that Red versus Blue and Rooster Teeth had early on is that there was not a store that could handle our traffic. Mm -hmm. So we would break 
we would get everything was geared up towards DVD launches. Back then, DVDs, we would sell hundreds of thousands of DVDs when, when they would come out. Like season three just dropped. We have to sell 100,000 DVDs via the web store today. There was not a web store that existed that could handle that load. I think to I the got point the first one. <laughs> Gavin, was there for, Gavin was there for every bit of this as a community member and then eventually as a, a, a coworker. I was always fighting Hobby. Yeah, it was always <laughs> you and Hobby trying to be fart. And uh, eventually we took Yahoo down. I mean, it was like I've told that story on the RT yeah. podcast before, but like we we had I think season four of RVB launched and we crashed Yahoo's web services mm-hmm. for their, their e-commerce services. And so I have been I can't take credit for where the merch department is now, I, which, by the way, if you don't work in this industry, I have to tell you the rooster teeth e-commerce department, the people that work there are some of the best in the business Mm -hmm. at the level that we're at. Like they are really phenomenal. They do tremendous work and they've built an amazing machine over there. But I I bring this up to say that I helped build that over the last 20 years. I haven't had a lot to do with it in the last, you know, seven or eight, but it's something that's very near and dear to me. It's very important to me. Um, It's kind of like, I I always talk about like Millie is my first child and Achievement Hunter is my second. And and I guess face would be like my fifth or sixth kid. Uh, But somewhere in there, like my third kid would probably Mm -hmm. be the the merch department Mm -hmm. and in our our e-commerce. Something I take a lot of, a lot of pride in and Eric cannot keep that phone up. They're they're honestly a great, service department in that a lot of the time I feel like we can throw something out and it feels like we're the only department of Rooster Teeth in terms of how quickly they can get stuff made and turn around and on the shelves. Well, you're absolutely right. And and they are a great partner to have. And I call them partner, we're coworkers, but you know, we are partners in these things. Mm-hmm. And they're a great partner to have because I think we're a great partner for them in that we try to provide them new, creatively challenging, different and interesting merch ideas at, at, a, at a pretty rapid fucking pace. If So the way it it's operated is a lot of it is left to the merch department, the e-commerce team, to create new stuff and come up with new ideas. And then with, uh, it kind of started with Face Jam and then with Face, I started working very closely with them. And that's when a lot of this started where it's like, here's new ideas. And they were very hungry for like, oh my God, yeah. you guys have ideas? Yeah. And uh, now it's it's Tony and Tobin and Ari and Natalie and Aaron and Mia. And we have like a team that works really hard to come up with the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen mm-hmm. made here. <laughs> we just saw the magnet of Jeff's refrigerator. <laughs> oh, it's so and cool. It was a room of people going, this is fucking awesome. Tony walked in like he was holding a bar of gold. Oh, and yeah. he said it's because it's a the, the one of one prototype and he didn't want to drop it. <laughs> that, but that's oh, that's wow. part of that's partly because of the relationship we've formed. See, you don't it, these things don't work in a vacuum, right? Rooster Teeth is a huge company with a lot of brands. You mentioned Face Jam, that's another brand. We have Red Web, we have All Good No Worries, we have Achievement Hunter, we have Funhouse, we have all these different Rooster Teeth as a mm-hmm. brand. They all need merchandise. They all have merchandise needs. That all goes through Tony and Jeff and Aaron and Michelle and Tobin and all those people, right? And so they have to prioritize. They can, like, they're a pretty robust team, but they can only work on so much at once. And I'm not trying to sound like a dickhead, but I want them to work on our stuff before they work on anybody (laughs) else's, right? Like, that's the point of, like, that's the point of... That's that's how you that's how you run a show. But, like, but, but you're right to want that, too, because we the stuff that we're making is the stuff that excites them. Yes. So they also want to work on our stuff above and beyond the other things that they might be making. And it's just a matter of like, okay, unfortunately you're third in line. And that's just the way 
Yeah. And just by size. That's the way it works. And sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. But if we mm-hmm. demonstrate that we hit home runs, mm-hmm. I'm talking at an East Austin, at a shape, 105 degrees, 40 mile an hour pitching machine, <laughs> home run after home run after home run. <laughs> we hit those home runs. It gives us a lot of flexibility and a lot of trust in that department so that when we come to them and we say, hey, we uh, we want you to make a slop a clock clock. Mm-hmm. And they go like a working clock that says slop a clock. And we go, yeah, they go, we'll get on it. And by the way, we have a slop a clock clock coming out yeah. at some point and I'm very excited about that. Uh, I've heard all the numbers are in the right place. <laughs> well, there, was a, there, was a, there was a problem with the 10 and an 11. But the, the, <laughs> Gavin was the only one. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't, well, even I, I didn't it. say it was wrong because I was like, oh, is this like a part of the joke? Like yeah. the uh, the, ele- the 11 is on the 10 yeah. and yeah. I was like, is that supposed to be there? And then you were like talking about something else about the clock. I was like, yeah, but but the 11 is in the wrong place. <laughs> but uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of why it's important for us to sell out is because of the flexibility it provides and the trust it provides us. Uh, I don't think people realize, uh, especially when you deal with all the products that the company has in the e-commerce department, in the store, that all lives somewhere. It's housed in a warehouse. Right. The Every day that a piece of merchandise is in that warehouse, we lose money on mm-hmm. it. I'm not trying to get like boring and too granular, but you have to think think about it like this. I'm gonna throw some I'm gonna throw some dumb math out. Gavin, I'll need you to help me because I'm bad at math. Let's say we made 500 album covers. He, or Gavin, fi- 500 Gavin, albums. Gavin grabbed his phone. God, you're not gonna need that. Uh, <laughs> let's say we made Let's say we made 500 albums, and we made them for ten dollars each. Mm-hmm. And I'm not counting pressing fees. I'm not counting if they have to make a mold yeah. like they did with the with the uh, with the magnets or any of that stuff. Uh, we make 500 records. It costs at 10 bucks a pop. That cost us $5,000. That's our investment that Rooster Teeth, we went to Rooster Teeth and said, hey, please spend $5,000 on these records. And they go, okay, we'll trust you. We'll spend $5,000 on these records. We sell out at 15 bucks a pop. That's a 50% profit. That's better than we, that's better than we usually get. But that's easy math this way. 7,500 bucks, right? Bam, day one, we made 7,500 bucks. We recouped our $5,000 investment and then we made a $2,500 profit, right? If we thought, well, maybe we'll sell 700, maybe let's buy a thousand to be sure. We've now invested $10,000. Let's say we sell 800. That's way more than 500. That's really cool. Except we've recouped, how how much money is that? You told me to put away my calculator. (laughs) (laughs) How much is eight? Eight, 800 times 15? Eight times 15. Hang on. I could do this in my head. but Yeah, 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 but hang on. Hang on. That's my calculator. Okay, hang on. Oh I opened calendar. <laughs> oh my god! I really twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So we have uh, we've now spent ten thousand dollars. And you're saying there's five hundred less in profit. Yeah, there's five hundred less in, in profit, but we're we're still stuck. We we've basically broke even, but now we're stuck with two hundred albums mm-hmm. that are just sitting in in the warehouse. And what happens is we have to pay. For them to live there every month. That's not a lot. Right. But it adds up. And the longer that they're there, the less money we make. The longer that money is tied up mm-hmm. in that in that facility, like literally. And so then when we come to Tony or those guys and say, hey, we want to make a, a bunch of kitchen magnets that are refrigerators that are also magnets that we can put tiny magnets on top of. They go, that's a great idea, but sell through those 200 albums that you're sitting on first, which means I then have to go back to the audience and I have to now hound you to buy it, mm-hmm. right? Because people, here's another thing, people only buy shit the day it comes out. Nobody, like people aren't going to the Rooster Teeth web store every day to see what, to just casually browse what new face merchandise mm-hmm. is there. 
I will say sometimes, though, it's on us where we just with how we record stuff, we're not always the best at letting people know. Oh, no. When things are there. 100%. 100%. So like the skateboard was something that didn't sell super well initially on launch. And then we're like, oh, nobody's buying these. And then it sold out like four days after we had that conversation. I I think the biggest the biggest thing with the skateboard is it didn't really come from content. Yeah, it was just like a cool idea that we liked. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't because I feel like we're never trying to just come up with merch. I feel like a lot of our best merch doesn't ever start with that intent. It's just a funny no. bit, like a like a well, sign. And that's why when it's like rooted in content, that's the stuff that will go apeshit compared to uh, face skateboard that we didn't really talk about. That's the theory of face and why what I want to do with face in general is I want the merch that we sell because we have to like it's a it, it's a, it's the cost of doing business. I want when somebody buys something. I've been thinking about this often on my entire adult life, but when I was a roadie for the ska punk band back in the 90s, Catch-22, I would sell their t-shirts and their DVDs. And kids would come up to me and they would buy it. They would want to buy a t-shirt. be like, I want to get a medium of that shirt. And I'd go, uh, we're, all, we're all out of medium. I'm sorry. And he'd go, well, what size do you have? And I go, all we have is extra large. It's way too big for you. And he goes, I don't care. I want it. I just want it. And I realized people weren't buying the shirt. They were buying... They were, they were, they were buying a memory of the moment that they were there, mm-hmm. of that yeah. experience. And that... that the item that they're buying from me in that moment is way more important than the item itself. You know? And they'll grow into it in 35 years anyway. And they'll grow into Give it, it in 35 it's years. vintage now. And that always <laughs> stuck out to me. Like people, like people won't, they don't necessarily want the merch. They just, they want to be, a, they, they want either a memory or they want to touch the thing. They want to be mm-hmm. a part of the, the, the experience, right? We, we discovered that again in Achievement Hunter with the moon balls mm-hmm. and then with the socks, which was, we joked around about it a lot, but it was me Fucking, I decided that people would buy socks if we sold good <laughs> socks. And then I argued with the merch department. Different people ran it back then, wonderful people too, for six months. And finally, I started talking about it in content so that people started asking about it so that then I could go to them and go, you have to let us sell it. And then socks became a huge thing. Suddenly, all Rooster Teeth wanted to do was make socks for a year. It was fucking annoying, <laughs> right? I couldn't, get them, I couldn't get them to listen to me. And then suddenly, all they wanted to do is, is, is sell socks. Uh, <laughs> and that's another thing we do. We don't want to do. We don't want to. We don't want to just beat everything to death. But what I really don't want to do is just ask you to buy another T-shirt with our logo on it or a hat with our logo on it. Mm-hmm. Those are important. I buy t I buy T-shirts from restaurants and coffee shops all over town because that's the best way to support them, other than also frequenting them. So that there is a place for that. I'm not saying there isn't. But what we want to do with the merchandise is I want you to buy. Like I want you to buy a hand a bat knob that I cut off in my backyard that still got sawdust in it. I want you to buy a baseball that Gavin and Eric and Nick and Superfan Jack and I all played catch with mm-hmm. in a field before we hit it. Like that's the, a, the screen matched baseball was a was a great thing oh, that we had yes. posted to us. Which that was like, so that's cool. exactly what I think is exciting about right. it. Like, oh, that's the one that that's the first home run from that video. And to be able to be nimble, to be able to jump to the top of the line requires us to make to, to be successful. And to be successful, sometimes we have to do it at numbers that uh, allow us to be successful. I do want to expand the fair. I want to offer more. Like we, we we joked around about this kitchen magnet. I think that's a product that we all believe in that we think the audience is gonna is gonna really like. And I hope so because we are taking a big swing on that one. I think we sold we ordered two thousand of those, which is way more than we ever order. But we just couldn't make them for any less. It would have been so expensive we couldn't sell it. That's another thing too. So many products we come close that we think are really funny or that we really are into that we just never, that we that don't get made because they're not feasible or 
the cost to the customer, to the community member would yeah. be so high, we can't justify it. I feel like I've been in the merch stack a couple of times being like, we can't sell that at that price. I'm not, I'm not making any money from that, but I would feel bad if people were right. spending that much. Like, yeah. we, we're not trying to nickel and dime anybody, but yeah. we're, we're trying to give people a richer experience and ourselves a richer experience by sharing in this comedic merch in the same way y'all are. And I, I said earlier, I don't want everybody to buy every piece of merchandise we make. I think that that's way too much. I want you to buy the ones that you the most identify with, that are from the funniest moments to you, mm -hmm. or the p moments that you latch on. And I want that to be a thing for you. Like, if you have a fucking face poster in your house, or a face t-shirt on, or an Ian t-shirt, man, Ian's a little different, but uh, just a face t-shirt, and somebody goes, hey, what's that? And you go, oh, it's this podcast, you should check it out, and they go, alright, whatever. I get, I get I get recommended 1,800 podcasts a day. I don't give a fuck. But if you go into somebody's house and there's a clock that only has an 11 and only has a 5 <laughs> on it, and it says slop a clock on it, and you go, what the fuck is that? And somebody goes, oh, let me play you a clip. <laughs> or let me let me tell you, let me tell you why that, that, I want that. I want that, I want people to have that experience. I want people to come to their house and go like, why is there a fucking, why is there a kitchen fridge magnet on your fridge that also has magnets on it <laughs> that also opens like that also fridge. opens and has an apple in it why an apple and you go well why do i have a story for you about apple <laughs> you know <laughs> that's my theory behind merch uh one other thing i wanted to mention people have said why don't you take pre-orders uh why don't you take pre-orders we did we've done it many times in the mm -hmm. past it's a fucking nightmare for a myriad of reasons why and is i'll that? tell you why well, you're only legally allowed to take somebody's money for so long before you give them the product we always ran afoul of that and then it creates a customer service issue because invariably, if you pre-order something, a percentage of the people decide a month in or three weeks in, oh, you know, my money's better spent elsewhere. We have to issue refunds and go through that. And that's fine. But it creates a layer of customer service uh, for a percentage that didn't exist. And with the way the world works now, I'm not confident buying anything and telling you when it's going to come in. Yep. I would hate to tell you uh, we printed a bunch more Gerplers. You guys pre-ordered the Gerplers. They'll be in April 15th and then have to go, uh, I've sent 3,000 emails out to go, uh, yeah, uh, there was an issue in China or wherever we're getting this made and the supply chain broke down and now Suez we don't Canal. exactly know when it's going to come. And then we're running afoul of government regulations and it just becomes a huge clusterfuck. That's fair. Yeah. That's also, by the way, you know, people, people love like, uh, those Patreon, not Patreon, but, uh. What are the what where, where are the one where you like uh what are the websites where you go and OnlyFans? No, that's yeah, it. there you go. Yeah. Where you say like I want to make this keychain and you give me like a Kickstarter. Yeah. That's all Kickstarters are is yeah. pre-order machines. Yeah. It really is. It's 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 a way for people to take that pre-order money and then have looser dates on when they can return the product because it's it's illegally dubious and difficult to hold on to people's money after you take it for a very long time. Tesla and I just don't like it. I don't want to take your money and not give you something for a week, let alone a month or two or three. I just, I've, I, I've done it many times in my history running the Roosty store and it's never been worth it. We don't put it on sale now until it's in hand. And we've been very, we've been working really closely with our e-commerce team to make sure that's the case. Um, and then the record people got like two days later, which was insane. Yeah, that was crazy. That was like, did you see that too, Andrew? Where it was just like, oh yeah, it's here. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Where I seen like the next day, people be yep. like, ah, look at the record arrived. It's insane. It's we crazy. lost. We lost a lot of regulation listeners over the record. They became comment leavers. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's still around. And so. I'll, I'll be the first one to say, like, I didn't think. I don't think anybody thought we were going to sell out that fast. No. Um, especially on this record where it was. 
two years in the making from inception, from like the or like initial idea to here and now it is on sale. And to me, I, I know that people are excited about it and we're excited about it and we're repressing it and everything. Gavin just got his. I just got mine. Just yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we, we're just still in the, uh, we can't quite believe that that dedicated portion yes. of the well, of audience uh, and, and is, I don't, and is I, much bigger now. We're still living in like season two numbers when yes. really we're in season 98 yeah, and, and it's time. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to like admonish a fan base for being, supporting us. Yeah. For being fervent in, yeah, in want. Absolutely. Um, I think that's great. I'm yeah. glad you want it. And, um, I'm very quick to say like, oh, we're not going to reprint this. And then seeing how fast it sells out, it's like, oh, we have, like, we have to, we don't yeah, have a choice. Yeah. I will say that I still am firmly in the camp. And I, like, I'm, I always, I'll lay out my opinion. It is not my show. This is your guys' show, but I'll always give my opinion on what I feel is their best course of action. And I was ready to move on from the joke of the record. I, that, I know that people wanted it and I know people still want it. And I know but we are, we're looking at something that is like, this is a great piece and it's very cool and I'm ready for the next thing. Right. And I know that other people aren't, but I am. That, that and sure. I, I kind of touched on that earlier and that, that's an excellent point, Eric, is that like the longer we have to, like if we maintain the stock, if we have a thousand of those uh -huh. records in store, we got to talk about that record yep. over and over again. And I don't want to live, I mean, I, I know it, sometimes it's ridiculous. It took us two years to get it made. Um, but it really, it really wasn't a guaranteed success. I know people said you should have expect, expected the demand, and I bring back because we've very rarely ordered in large numbers. I bring back the porta potty because I think that if you look at them, they're very similar. Uh, record two year old joke. Porta potty was over a year old joke, mm -hmm. right? Uh, funny to us, I would say the porta potty was a way bigger moment in the podcast and more relevant than that vinyl ever was. Yeah. Also, the uh, both equally useless. The record, <laughs> the record is is legitimately. And somebody got mad at me. I said it's in a worse format than you got it online. I'm not saying that records are shitty format. I'm saying that it's sped up like two percent, mm -hmm. and we had to cut it a but little bit so to make warm, it fit. You know, like yeah, it's but so, it is warm it's and you digitally, and you it's put a it on product. A it's not so it's like mixed for vinyl at all. You're literally what was listening. It like an MP3. Or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, it's so funny, like. The point of vinyl record is that this is mixed on big speakers and it's meant to be listened to <laughs> yeah. this, in this format. So we all recorded digitally. <laughs> Nick mixed it down on headphones and put it on a vinyl record. And, that, and that's the thing. It's it's an episode that's readily available in better quality yeah. right now for free online. <laughs> yeah. We re, we pressed it into a medium that most people that's obsolete and that most people don't have anymore. Yeah. But it's back uh, like the more. It well, is, I mean, it's a, it's definitely in, in a, like a huge uh, collectability phase right yeah. now, for sure. Uh, but so I just don't think it was a guaranteed home run that we were going to no. sell a thousand of those for things. For episode 16? For episode of, 16, of podcast? which I'll be honest, Guys, I don't remember why we picked episode no, 16. It was so long ago. There's nothing. <laughs> Until the 16s. We, we did a bunch of episode 16s. Yeah. This was the first of them. Uh, <laughs> we didn't, like, there's no, like, special, it's... The episode. Yeah. How much would it cost to create the <laughs> face, like, rich, rich audio edition where we put every single episode on an individual vinyl and make a giant box set Insane. for a one of one? Nick, start speeding them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I, but again, I appreciate when everyone's excited about this thing. And then uh, I'm going to speak uh, from just personally. Don't, don't. Talk to me about it. 
<laughs> I don't know what the fuck you think you're going to get, but it's not me going, oh, dude, you want a job here? Like, what? I understand what you're saying, but as a, as a regulation uh -huh. listener, who mm -hmm. are they going to go to? N not me. They can go to me. They can go to someone else. They, they go don't to go to me. I've been so. Go to Jeff. I've been so adamant <laughs> about this. When we did the baseballs thing and the amount that I had to deal with, I just told, I texted Jeff later that night. I said, I never want to do this again. I don't think we should release <laughs> any more merch. I, I don't, don't ever want to do this again. That's my big fear here is that Eric is a tremendous resource and we're wearing him down. Don't, so, just so go don't to me. talk to me. <laughs> just go it's to me about it. It's not that fine. hard. It's hey, fine. where can we find you on social media? You don't have to. Don't. <laughs> if, Leave me alone. If, do you know how many people I had to block and unblock with this fucking vinyl record? Get real. Leave me alone. <laughs> what, what, what were they saying? Hey, how come I didn't get one? <laughs> hey, it didn't go on sale. How come it sold out so fast? That's me blocking and unblocking. I this not I don't do it. I am simply I'm simply trying to get it to you. There's nothing else I can do. <laughs> Eric's knocking over everything. <laughs> He's stomping around. That, but the, the, but the, I guess the bigger picture, the 10,000 foot view, is that we are overwhelmed with the support for the podcast. It's fantastic. In general, let alone via merch. We're trying to do something deeper and honestly a little richer uh, in terms of uh, the interaction between us, the merch, and the audience. We want it to mean something. We want it to be way more than a, than a, uh, than a caboose messenger bag, honestly. <laughs> so, seriously, yeah. that I made a bunch of, you know, and I made a bunch of money off, or a Bow Chicka Bow Wow t-shirt, or whatever. Why are you listening to stuff that I bought? <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is great, and, it's, and it helped... It helped build, it literally helped lay the bricks that built this company. Mm -hmm. I'm not denouncing it. I'm just saying that where we are after 20 years of evolving as a company, where I am, I want to do something different with the audience that I think is better for them and better for us. And it helps elevate the show. When you can, when you can put the content in your hand and fuck around with it, it's different. It's true. I, I think we should... Well, what's what's funny when we when we pick an arbitrary number that we think something might sell, and we're just like completely guessing, is it funnier if we sell out in two seconds of something and everyone's annoyed, or if we massively overorder and then we have eight hundred oh. fridge magnets in Eric's office? The, the second that <laughs> happens, going in the fucking trash is where they're going. <laughs> the second that happens, the the, the, the f face merch. Uh, <laughs> train just grinds to a halt. It's, yeah. like, it's like it's like chug it, chug it, chug it, and then new ideas we send to them, and they're like, eh. <laughs> "Talk about some Q three. What about yeah. these magnets?" And I know what people are gonna say. I know people, but we're not there yet. And how come? You know, why why not just do pre orders with Nick in that case? And why don't we do? How come you don't know? Gonna, and why don't isn't never that do pre -orders. isn't that what your uh, department's for? Yeah, and they're making their best guess based on something that is such an outlier from what is. Uh, there's no other podcast that is doing what this yeah. does in the way that it does. Like face jam does weird merch. Yeah. We have weird. We have a little monkey that's going to sit on your shoulder with a magnet in his butt. So you have a little monkey that you can take around everywhere. That we, and, and I decided yesterday oh, and we then are he stealing that. Fucking stole the idea immediately. What would be on our shoulder? Oh, oh what so do you good. think? It's so fucking good. It's, it's better than their idea. It, is. it, <laughs> it makes and I sense. It sucks. It's so good. It's so We're already working good. on it. Falcon. <laughs> you can walk around being protected by a falcon literally on your shoulder with a little cap on. So you want to sell That's another great. magnet? 
Yeah, but it's like we've a shoulder so- magnet. We've sold a shoulder magnet then. We've <laughs> yeah. sold a sort of fridge <laughs> magnet and a bread clip magnet. That's true. Are we a magnet podcast? We might be. We might we be a might magnet be podcast. A magnet podcast. Um, Andrew, how do you feel about this merch stuff? Well, it's a lot. Like, as Jeff brought up so many great points, I think in terms of like, and you as well, of, of not wanting to be stuck necessarily on a specific piece of merch and also wanting to maintain that feeling of collectability. Mm-hmm. I think it's so much fun to like chase after something and, and the reward of getting that is uh, a great feeling. I think it's also maybe a consideration for us of uh, maybe finding the line of where yeah. more people are getting it as opposed to not like finding yep. that sweet spot, which is, as you said, really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. The, the sweet spot is I feel like everyone who is refreshing the page at the time we said is going to come out can get one. Yes, yes. and exactly. And I and I will say I, I want to let you continue, Andrew. I will say that that's what I thought the vinyl record was going to be. I thought, yeah, I'm like, oh, we'll sell this out with the number that we ordered. I do think we'll sell this out. Yeah. Did I think it was going to sell out in 200 seconds? Nobody did. I thought, oh, we'll give every, everyone will have about probably 20 minutes, half an hour to get in and grab this thing because that will be the demand the want for this thing there's no way it sells out like if you would have told me yeah this thing sells out in eight minutes i would have been like no fucking way no fucking way (laughs) there's no chance it does that in 200 seconds that's i don't want that as much as i am prickly about the audience i want you to get the thing that you want yes i don't want you to miss out right but my job for a lot of this is making sure that the relationship that we have with that team, that merch team is strong and making sure that we're selling out and making sure that we're doing the best that we can. So that way we can continue to do this stuff. Yes. And again, I don't want to sell out in 200 seconds. I want to sell out in 200 minutes. I want it to be sold out in like an hour or two. So that way when you go, Oh, that fucking thing. Oh, I should go. I, it's been like 15 minutes. I should go get it. Yeah. And you can. Right. That's what I want. The chase is great when when it results in you getting the thing you're yep. chasing. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I want to let me so be absolutely clear. <laughs> there are so many foxes yeah. that are just pissed when they don't catch that. Let rabbit. me be absolutely clear because I, I talked about the, how much I love collectability and the chase earlier in the episode. It I'm not trying to frustrate our audience. No. In any way whatsoever. And I'm certainly not trying to frustrate the audience who doesn't like the chase. Yeah. Who just wants to give us $10 and get the fucking thing that they want. I get that. And we're trying to find the sweet spot. But as the podcast grows, Mm -hmm. sometimes it grows faster than we realize. Yeah. And it's hard to explain. You talked about the cost of keeping something in the warehouse. And it's not just that. The upfront merch is the thing that we have to do. That is the company-wide, and, like, that's what you have to do as a company. You release merch. You make money on merch. Boy, you don't make a lot of money on merch. Right. Is what I've learned in the last two years. We are, like, with stuff with, like, Face Jam and everything, where we just fucking kill it. Fucking, we switch forks and switch spoons and, like, all this stuff. And you look at the amount that you make, and you go, holy shit. And then they go, okay, and now we're going to take off the amount, like you were saying. How much it costs to make this thing? And you go... Where all my money go? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> why come the number small? You're like, wow, we, we made we made a thousand dollars, and they're like, well, yep. the mold was three hundred and fifty, yep. and and <laughs> you said that you wanted to not sell it for the additional ten dollars, so that way we meet a margin because you wanted this to be cheaper for everyone to go and buy. <laughs> yeah, so now you've knocked off 
$1,300 and you go, oh, why'd I do that? And you're like, but we sold out. How did we lose eight bucks? Uh -huh. That's, <laughs> it really is what it feels like. How many records do you have to sell for something to go platinum? Uh, half a <laughs> half a million, <laughs> and right. so we're almost there. A million. We're, <laughs> we're so close. What is the lowest? Is a bronze? Let is me there look, a bronze let, record? Let me, let like, what's the lowest? Has a podcast ever gone platinum? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. We, <laughs> we should go platinum, <laughs> and then we'll I sell. Go platinum, and then we'll sell one that is made of platinum. Yeah, then we'll sell the one one of one platinum. Yeah, for but we'll sell that one for one dollar. <laughs> yeah, first person that gets it. How come they can't just give me our, oh, it has to be RIAA certified. Uh, oh, the, uh, oh. recording industry the, of America. The DRM guys? Yeah. The first official designation of a gold record. Yep. It's RIAA. Damn. That sucks. Yeah, well, it's gotta be like sound scanned probably. Yeah. Well, can we say we went Gerfel? <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely say we went Gerfel. So we have to announce episode 16 went Gerfel. <laughs> so we're... <laughs> So we have to create our own. Stuff. We need a frame. This could just be for our office. You know when 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 a record goes gold, and they have the. We need a gurple vinyl mm -hmm. to put in a frame, and it just says, you know, this episode went gurple. Oh, that's 500, 500 units sold. That's so fucking. I want to make that. That is so fucking great. Oh my god, oh, that's awesome. So that's kind of like the long and short of the merch stuff. If you listen to that and that wasn't entertaining to you, I'm sorry, but that was stuff that we have to say for the people who will write me diatribes and I don't want to yeah. read them. But, and that was inside the sausage. Yeah. That's, and that's it. That's and what the sausage talk There is. you go. And it's it. But at the end of the day, it's like we're trying. We yeah. understand that uh, specifically with this record, but with a lot of stuff, sometimes we don't order enough. Mm -hmm. there, are, there are specific reasons why we don't. But we're trying to be a little more liberal with our with our fault tolerance, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, I think in the same way that by supporting the merch, it allows us the freedom to create really dumb, ridiculous stuff and pursue those, that support also then allows us to create more and take more of a risk. Yes. Which it sounds like we're doing with the magnet. To allow <laughs> yeah, more yeah to, so uh, that when uh -huh. we do take a risk <laughs> for a product that we feel really good about, Gerpler or the magnet, kitchen magnet, then yeah, we, we, we take our big risks there. I reckon we can find a corner of this building and call it the face flop zone. And we'll just keep boxes of shit that doesn't sell in here <laughs> in and we'll here, save money. Save money that way. How big's your office? I, I got moved, so bigger, but but for me, smaller. You want to work in the flop zone? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, surrounded by comment lever shirts. I, I think the other. <laughs> why does your desk say shirt haver all over? Yeah, I, want, I, want, I want my shirt haver shirt today. Um, I think the other thing we wanted to touch on is that uh, I think we have a lot of stuff that we talk about where we go, oh, they're not letting us do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. That That is partly true and also partly not exactly how this all operates. Um, there's what's a lot the, what's of, an example? Uh, I guess break show is a thing that we want to do weekly. And then how, like, we, I think we figured something out now. Yeah. But to get to this point, so much had to move and change to make sure we could get on the show floor for X amount of minutes for a time to have a set to go live against the other stuff. Because shockingly, there's other things at this company that are being made. Uh, so it, it's not just, oh, somebody, this one person isn't letting us do this thing. Departmentally, I have to like work with Nick to make sure we have 
our bandwidth is good, so we have something that we can edit and post or whatever. Then I also have to work with our regular post-production to make sure there's a video component for some of this stuff. Then I have to work with our production team, Shane and the like. I have to make sure I work with Tyler Stab to make sure we have things in the budget. And that's all just from, like, the production side. None of that is from, like, the creative side and does this fit in with, like, what we're trying to accomplish and what we're doing. Right. It's not just, like... When we go, oh, they're not letting us do this. That's us being reductive on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope that you understand that and you're not going, oh, I can't believe he's doing this I to them. I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it at? Is it Hannah or yeah, Jordan? Yeah, Lenny Adam. Yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> no, it's, and the, you know, there's different kind of productions too. Like if I wanted to make an audio podcast, mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't ask anybody. I wouldn't tell anybody. Uh -huh. I would just make it, which mm -hmm. is something I need to admit to you guys in a minute. Uh, but uh, but if I were to ask for money, right? Mm -hmm. If I wanted to make a a, a hardcore tabletop yeah. show, like Hardcore Monopoly, which I created, or Haunter, which cost a million and a half dollars mm -hmm. to make, or The Weird Place, that, I mean, uh, <laughs> or any of the... Well, we went to Australia and England. I mean, that yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Did you find any ghosts? Yeah, man. We yeah, so I don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> Found all kinds of stuff. Uh, or Last Laugh. Like a show where I, that's it's a higher concept, higher budget. That has to go through a formal pitch process on the creative end mm -hmm. where you have to create documentation and go and pitch it to a committee that the committee, it changes all the time. The process changes all the time. Uh, not for any reason other than it just evolves mm -hmm. over time. Uh, but currently I would want to go and I'd talk to probably Doreen and Matt and Jordan and Hannah and Juwan and I would say, here's your show I want to make. Here's how much I think it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. Get excited about it. And that we, you do that in, in a couple ways, but the, the most common way would be to create a one sheet, right? Which mm -hmm. is just like one page or two pages that explains the premise of the show, kind of the bulleted breakdown of the show, how it's going to run mm -hmm. and why it deserves to be made. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about, we were talking about does it do a little bit before, yeah. and that was a thing that was, like, so hung out of, like, when are we doing that? When are we doing that? And it's like, okay, what about in a month? Oh, I'm going to be in England. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, what about, okay, what about six weeks from now? Oh, I'm at that. Ooh, that's actually, I'm going to be out of town, too. Okay, cool. All right. I, all right. I like the big cool. list of stuff, the, the big stumbling blocks, just to get something to the point where it's like, make that. Yeah. And that's before and, you have to schedule both yeah. of us. Because the leaner that we are, and that's yeah. how we can do supplemental content. Because supplemental content is just like Nick goes, oh, I, it's recorded. It's almost live to tape. There's some editing that goes into it. And then we're ready to take this thing and go. And we already have a time that's set aside. And we do yeah. that. When it's a larger production, there's more moving parts. And it might not be this whole cast. But some of this cast is has a lot of other things going on <laughs> where trying to schedule is honestly not as bad now as it used to be i've been around you have a lot you have been you've been, around. You know, it has you've been, been around a lot yes i have definitely <laughs> noticed that and Do we've you, made a ton of shit yeah yeah hey it's been can, great. can i say i don't know if we've talked about this there was some restart and then we can cut this out if this is something you don't want in there do you know i'm technically your boss are you <laughs> he's probably my boss too i'm not i'm only oh. i have one direct report and it's you Hey, I was, how can I? How can I use this? I was. So, I mean, by the way, congratulations on getting on get, get, given the Gavin problem. I was technically Gavin's boss for a long, even after Achievement Hunter. I think for a long time, they're just like nobody knows what to do with I'll Gavin. Be, I'll be in these meetings, and it'll be like, hey, talk to 
you know, the, the talent that you manage or, or the, your like direct reports to see if they want to do this thing, this thing, or we have this other thing coming up and I'll just reply with, Hey, I'll just reply with, um, <laughs> Oh, that's, um, uh, Gavin's thought about it. Uh, he has been on the fence on this thing. However, he does not find that he, uh, can make this happen <laughs> in his schedule. <laughs> I once found, I don't, I think it was like a preliminary, like hierarchy where they drew it out. It was probably like 2012 or 2013. Mm. No, just trying to figure everything out. And for some reason, it was like everyone in the company under, you know, all these people. And then right on the side, it was just me and Monty. If that doesn't sum it up. Uh, it's like, it's like, like fa famous sound of music song. How do you solve a problem like Gavin? <laughs> oh, this is exciting news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this happened a couple of months ago. So wait, you're hit. Nope. Just you. No, but he's your boss. No, no. I'm, not, I'm nobody's oh, okay. boss. I haven't been anybody's boss in four years. Oh, okay. No. Except for yours brief for a little while there. How was that? Uh, it was fine. It was. Yeah. I've been your boss since the day I met you. I feel like I'm a good employee. You're, you, yeah, you, I, I had no issues. With it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the other stuff when they ask me, like, can uh, anyone have any interest in doing this other stuff? And I just go, I mean, just don't bother asking me. <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you reading? Oh, I I don't know if we want to. If I want to, if it's worth reading, but I pulled up the initial pitch doc for Does It Do. Oh, really? Just the one sheet. I okay. haven't looked at it since I pitched it. So that show got pitched two and a half years ago. Something like that. Over two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it something it, we can show? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. It's just That'd a one sheet. I, I, was, I yeah. thought I could read it right now, or I can also just release it on Instagram. When I'm, I'm, comes if out. you can give us kind of like, I don't know how long like it is, but like if you can give us some of it and then well, we'll here, take I'll, a picture. I'll give you a little. Because uh, I remember it being pretty. It's there and you can read it, but I do remember it being sort of like longer. Is it longer? So the answer yeah. to my question is yes. All right. But I, here's something I want to read. All right. I'll just read like the, the premise. Uh -huh. Does it do an honest and unbiased exploration into the material efficacy of the products featured in ads seen on TV, Instagram, and TikTok? Then I go into a little thing. Uh, but here, here's here's the example I break out. Uh, and this all I said, I'll, I'll put this up on Instagram uh, when this episode airs. Uh, it's envisioned as an eight-episode seasonal reality show, similar in look and tone to No Idea from Funhouse. Each episode features two hosts, Gavin and Jeff, conducting experiments on uh, products purchased from infomercials to determine does it do what it's advertised to do. To determine, the hosts simply recreate the conditions of success uh, the product is purported to work under uh, in its ads. Uh, this is just all me writing bullshit. Mm -hmm. But here's the, here's the example that I pulled out that I thought was funny. In example, does the tack shaver really work underwater? <laughs> oh, we God. fill a clear bucket with water and try and dunk our heads in it to try and shave oh. Our faces. Oh, no. So the example I use, and that's the only example I use <laughs> wow. in the intro, yep. is the example that ended up being episode eight <laughs> that's never going to air, yep. where I ended up going to the emergency room. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's about three minutes long, wow. and then probably oh. two years after I wrote that, <laughs> we yep. finally did it. In yep. Blood, yeah. It's just, uh, and shit. if you if you are interested in seeing what a one sheet looks like, mm -hmm. if you're listening to this, go to the Instagram. I will post it, and you can just see like that's the kind of document I make when I have to go, or Eric now. Yeah. When we have to go make and and go to the company at large and say, hey, I need money. Yeah. I don't want to make mm -hmm. this. And this is why you want us to make it. This is why this show is going to provide benefit to the company in mm -hmm. this way. And uh, I'll just say one other thing. Uh, I also served as a creative director for a long time. So mm -hmm. I read a lot of those. Uh, I'm going to give a I'm going to give a, a little bit of credit. Chris Damaris makes the best oh, pitch he's... documents I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> uh, he, for as... For as fucking weird as that guy is, he is so good on paper, he man. He is so he fucking is good. So good. He's so creative on the page. It's I just crazy. I feel like credit paper works guy. too. But yeah. <laughs> the pitch the pitch document he put together for Black Box Down was a work of art. 
I still think about it sometimes when I'm doing pitch documents. That's so interesting. Which I don't do very often anymore. But because uh, yeah. I've seen him just try something as simple as like pulling a Gatorade out of the fridge, and it's uh -huh. a calamity. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I don't know how long it takes him. Like he goes into he goes he goes into the lab, and he, it may take him six months to come out with that pitch document. Yeah. <laughs> but he will have seven. He will have a spreadsheet or a PowerPoint of seven highly engaged, well-designed pages that really paint a wonderful picture. He's very good. He's, He's very good. talented somewhere under there. Yeah. Yeah. Last time we did an episode of Face Jam, I saw him because we share an office now, and he said, I didn't say a word to him. We're the only two people in the office. Quiet, 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 quiet. Do you have any Face Jam candy? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did, and he followed me. He's like scurried after me like a little cartoon man and came in and got it and was thrilled about Face Jam candy. <laughs> <laughs> he makes such good one sheets. <laughs> he does. It's just it's the stuff you guys don't see. Yep. The, it's the real sausage talk stuff. But Chris and then Hannah, who she doesn't make him anymore. But yep. when it, when that was her job, Hannah is phenomenal. At it She's well. my boss. So she, if, uh, you're going, if you have a problem with me, go directly to Hannah. She was a producer on my show in the desert that I did. A few oh, years ago. oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal. She got me a room full of kittens, which I thought was pretty impressive. <laughs> In the desert? Yeah. We have, wow. we have some really, really talented people working at Rooster Teeth, yeah. and the audience, they see some of it, but there are talents that the audience doesn't get to see that we do. Yeah. And uh, people like Hannah and, and Chris are... But they won't let us make it! <laughs> We've also, I think we're trying to work on, um, because I've sent about 75 really mingy slacks about it, but I can never find our supplementals on that, the site. Yeah. I got word that that should be fixed in the next month, month and a half. So by the time this is out, uh, that's hopefully fixed. But we will see. Uh, I've been raising a fuss about that. So. Yeah, I think it's just because we're also, not, it's who, not in a season. Who owns facepod.com? I don't know. <laughs> Do we, is that something that... I don't know, but I bought a, I bought a new domain yesterday. <sighs> Eric randomly slacked me if I knew that. And I was like, it's fair. It's a fair question to ask me. But no, I do not. I did not buy facepot.com. If you own it, can you let me know? Because I need it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to. Adam Baird asked me about it. Yeah, I told be, yeah you. because I'm part of. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get all of this organized. So that way when we go, hey, find our stuff. You don't have to go to roosterteeth.com and then click on the left and go to the thing or what. You just go to facepot.com. It takes you right there. Everything's there. And I'm trying to get this reorganized and clean. And like, here's. All of our supplemental is in a thing and everything's here and here's all searchable and it's all there and I'm trying to get it and you have to give me the website. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it if I don't have facepod.com. We'll, we'll give you a we'll give you all the a slop o'clock clocks you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think like the indexing on the way that's seasoned just I it guess it's, it's not the same as when it's a numbered season. It's not because it's not in that drop down tab. You have to scroll down to bonus features where it is back. It is it's listed backwards, backwards in there. Yes. But if you also, if you search, search something in there, mm -hmm. it doesn't come. No, up. it does not. So I'm trying to get it within that drop down where it's seasonal, which I hate, by the way. I just want to change it to years. Um, but we, we're a seasonal podcast. Not according to this thing. I'm not following One, this two, thing. One, two, three, four, no, five, no. six, nine, eight. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, because then when we go to seven, <laughs> then 98 is after that, and we, it doesn't make any sense. I'm not doing that. So I'm trying to get that. It should definitely go one, no. two, three, four, five, six, ninety-eight, eight, There's no nine, way. ten. That's <laughs> no, how it should be. No. How it should be. No, I'm not doing it. That's how it is on audio. Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we're trying to get organized and everything, but um, 
Is that, is that your taxi driver it reference? It is. How'd you yeah. get that? Yeah. That's crazy. I had a fr my friend Jason Cryer, who does a bunch of merch for uh, Mega64, <laughs> made me that sign. I from, need to get organized. It, it, he made me the sign from Taxi Driver, and it was hanging in my office at a job that I hated. It was great. That's um, awesome. Well, what's his, is something Bickle? What's his first name? Travis Bickle. Travis, Travis Bickle. Yeah. Great, great yep. character name. Um, uh, great incel. We have, yeah, big time. The original. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> we have other stuff that's coming out. We're kind of winding down on Sausage Shop, yeah. which is nice. But to tease some stuff, we do have a show that's kind of in development right now that I think we're excited about with Face Off that um, yeah. we'll announce. There was a topic that was like, how come they didn't call this other thing Face Off? And I, there are so many things I wrote and, and didn't post and just erased. And I was yeah. just like, it's like we're saving. It doesn't fucking matter. It's, it doesn't a, fucking it's, matter. it's earmarked for a production that we've been working on for two months now yeah yeah something like that you I think I that we have an idea and I, I think it's a really fun idea that we're going to be able to to do and everything so just keep an ear out for that can but, I can I just say yeah. talking about uh, complimenting people in the company mm -hmm. for uh, things that they're good at that the audience doesn't necessarily see I've been uh, working in this world for 20 years and uh, some change now mm -hmm. and uh, you have to be one of the most enjoyable people to produce a a production with you hear that Kevin that's so nice that he said that I really I He's really talking feel about like my boss does that <laughs> I really I, I mean I just gotta say like I, as as face has grown mm -hmm. our relationship has uh grown as well oh, yeah. in terms of how closely you and I work together mm -hmm. and uh it has just been an absolute delight to to run the face business it's with fun you. it's it's a lot of fun as you know difficult as it is and all that stuff and it raises like my profile publicly uh which i'm not for it it definitely like it's nice to work on something that somebody's passionate about and that's why that's why anima face jam and, and face are like the things that, my, that those are the things like my time goes to you have you have the best job in the company I, I i've think said so. that before yeah i'm very I very happy about, i really i really like it Eric, uh, also, so Nick, Nick is here and doing this stuff. Yeah, he gets to be part Nick, of all these things. He, he Nick food. actually might have the yeah. best yeah. job in yep. the company. I get to tag along on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you don't get all my slack. <laughs> yeah, that's uh -huh. also true. Uh -huh. Eric is so... <laughs> What's this supplemental, Eric? So, <laughs> not directly. <laughs> Eric is so very... And this is something the audience will never see. Mm. Eric is so very good at telling me no. <laughs> and when it needs to happen. I mean, when you just I, witnessed when it I, there. When, when, I <laughs> when I give him a crazy idea, Mm -hmm. I like what if we did this and Eric goes we could do that and here and, and, and I go maybe you need to talk me out of it and he goes so I'm about to and then he'll for like he'll sit very patiently with me for like 30 minutes and we'll go through all the pros and cons and then he'll convince me it was a bad idea mm -hmm. which is something that I need nobody nobody needs carte blanche yeah nobody it's but <laughs> also having said that is open to backing down on some things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, Absolutely. this is your guys' show. Um, I do want to say that all credit to me, good job me, for seeing it coming <laughs> where we wanted to play Wardzone and I knew what it was going to turn into and I knew what the audience was going to do as much as they were like, no, we're not. Have you seen how many drafts are suggested every mm. fucking day? Yeah. Uh, all goddamn day? You should do the draft of dogs. Well, all right, we, we shut <laughs> up. <laughs> shut Shut up. It would be the same <laughs> thing, but with games, and it would just be a, re a relentless tirade of those things. But that's good engagement. Not that. Yeah. No? No, that's I don't think so. That's people excited about what we me. might make. It bothers, yeah, I don't, it, it bothers bother me, me because I feel like we have such a good plan and a strong plan, and when people think, nothing makes me feel like I'm better <laughs> at my job than seeing somebody else think they can do it. <laughs> that makes me feel like, oh, fuck, I might actually be good at this. That's but enough about me, Jeff. You had something to admit. Oh yeah, I don't know. Is this uh, the thing that you told me about and you said I acted weird about? Yeah. So 
So this could be anything. I, you know, I was talking earlier about getting stuff made. I'm gonna. I, there's two ways to do stuff. There's a, you can ask permission, uh-huh. or you can ask forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask forgiveness, guy. No one at this company is gonna hear this, so keep going. You're fine. Yeah, no, no. I'm not asking <laughs> forgiveness from anybody but my two co-hosts. Uh-huh. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I would argue that that's been my strength in the company is that I just make stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I, and, and, I, and I try to do it. If I do it for free, then I don't have to get permission to make it. I felt a little weird when I joined the annual pass podcast because I've got this whole business with you guys and it's really been the main focus of all of, uh, at least my life for the, since it started. Uh, and you know, I have Anma, but that's nothing. That's just Gus and I getting coffee. But I did feel a little bit like I was cheating on you guys with annual pass. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I could tell that you were a little miffed at times. Uh, and, uh, which is, you know, which is whatever. Who is you? Andrew, were you miffed Gavin? about annual No. Gavin and, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> So, uh, I probably should have told you guys, but I started a new podcast. Okay. Well, I saw that coming. Do, do I know about this? I talked to you about it the night we went and got drinks with Jason and Nick, when Nick helped me come up with the name for it. Was I shitting? Was I in the bathroom? Yeah, you've already mm-hmm. said this. Did I tell you I started a new podcast? Yeah, well, you, in the, like, last recording. You're like, I have a new name for a thing. I, I guess maybe I didn't know it was a podcast. Yeah, well, I started a new podcast. You didn't know what it was. I just said I came up with a name for a thing. <laughs> you didn't. Andrew, you thought you knew what it was. You didn't know what it was. I didn't say it was a podcast. I, I, I just said know. I came up with a name for a thing. Anyway, I started a new podcast. And uh, so far, Nick's the only person that has seen it. I don't even know if he's listened to it. Not yet. But uh, <laughs> I just gave it to him last night. Yeah. But anyway, I just oh, wanted to. Oh, I do know. I I've have, only what, just what, figured what, out what, what you're talking about. <laughs> I should have I mentioned it to you guys. Uh, I wasn't weird about that. Yeah, you're a little weird. <laughs> Don't look, I wasn't there. He was. He was like, what do you mean you started a new podcast? Am I in it? And I was like, not exactly. He's like, it's a f- face. And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, I, why? Uh, I didn't ask any of these questions, yeah, by did. the way. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Am I in are, it? Are you like, Jason? Like, I want to be in another podcast? <laughs> are you sure Jason didn't ask if he no, was in it? Was, <laughs> it, it was Gavin. Is, I could see he bristled a little bit. Is Jason in it? Sort of a, like, are, who are you cheating on me with another? Like, that's, oh, no, that I was, was, he was miffed. Yeah, he was miffed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I supportive tell. over this idea. Mm. This is like the whole, oh, uh, this is like the whole, oh, oh, no thing where it was genuine and Andrew decided it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was a weird tone. It was a weird tone. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is Jeff. Jeff gaslighting you. That is different than the time oh, okay. I was right about I'm not gaslighting now. him. I can tell he was weirded out by it. Uh, I wasn't weirded this is out. This Gavin's in a bad mood thing. He was like, you're still going to make f- face? And I was like, yeah, man, it's not going to get in the way of f- face at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's the podcast? Yeah, what is it? Do you want to say the name or do you want to wait? Oh, I don't care. Okay. It's called So All Right. Okay. That's all. So All Right. So okay. All Right. So name. comma All Right. That's a good name. Yeah. I do Nick, remember. Nick come out with that? Nick Saldana came up yeah. with it. Yeah. I remember him saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should have let him help you name Rooster Teeth. I didn't name Rooster Teeth. Bernie did. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I I can't take. I, I I won't take the blame for that. I will. I could have hired him to help. <laughs> I could have hired him to help with a Chiba Hunter because that's a. If there is a name on earth dumber than Rooster Teeth, it's a Chiba Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. It's not even what you did. We weren't even happy with it when we made it. Like I remember, we were just sitting around going, "Like we got to call it something." <laughs> And this is better than Achieve Men or whatever we came up with. Oh my god! Woof! Oh my god! I'm surprised that we never just rebranded it to Achieve or something. Like, we had all those shirts for so long. Why was it never just Achieve? I Well, we kind of were headed that way with the Achieve clothing brand. That's what I mean, but that was, that was like five or six or seven years ago. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I was peel, I was having less to do with that stuff then. Yeah. So that's a Trevor question, huh. I guess. All right. 
I don't know. I, I think it, I, I would love it if you I probably brand recognition and all the reasons why you don't change the name of a company. Yeah, maybe that's true. We're on a roll. Copyright. Yeah. Um. So is this a thing people can listen to? No. Or... <laughs> Eric, why are you being so weird about? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean. So real miffed, Eric. I was, didn't mean to be miffed by my. I'll question. Uh, I'll release it at some point. I think if it's good enough. Okay. It's got to go through Nick, and then it's got to go through you, and then it's got to go through Hannah, probably. Okay. And then... Here's what I'll say. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we can probably just put this out. <laughs> but I don't want to put it out if it's not any good. It'll be good. What is it? It's, it's just me. It's just it's just oh, my yeah, it it's just out. my solo podcast where I just where I talk about things that this is where Gavin got a little miffed the other night. I was explaining to him where I talk I talk no no it's fine it's okay. I was telling I was playing it. it's the, where I talk about things that aren't appropriate that don't really fit with face uh-huh. or with Anma like Anma I have a specific lane I can I can go nostalgia in Austin yeah. that's great uh, with face I can there's a comedic universe that we've built and there are things that are appropriate for that comedic universe and things that aren't and things that aren't particularly funny but I just find interesting don't really work in to face and I was explaining a story to Gavin and of this this rabbit hole I went down over this band and how I was wrong about it and he uh, he oh, thought it sounded like so interesting. but I don't think it did did your eyes I, glaze I over or was it that's almost an interesting sausage talk point like I know we're, we're wrapping this up mm-hmm. but like what is face like to me Anything under the umbrella, the umbrella of face is really just passion and enthusiasm for like whatever that thing is. I don't think there necessarily needs to be a comedic tone to it. No, but I think it needs, I think it needs to fit in the universe. And there are things that just don't. Maybe I thought it was, it like could have passed. It could have been face passing because you just exude face by default. But yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I I feel like there is a ton of stuff that I have no outlet for. Like you know more about cameras and shutter speeds and focal length and the law of reciprocity and how how high speed photography works that would never be appropriate to talk about on face unless right. there was a specific comedic reason for it i, I think i was but actually it's something talking that you're exceptionally well versed in I ended up talking about lenses on an episode of Face, and I had to stop myself. I was like, "Wait, what am I talking?" <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, there, are, like, I'm like, I mentioned that my book ended mid sentence, right? Yeah, and I talked about that Kafka book that ended mid sentence, but mm. I'm not going to talk about Kafka on Face, or you know, uh, get deep into like existentialism and Sartre or something. Like, that's just not appropriate. But that is stuff that's interesting to me that I do want an outlet for. And part of the problem with the way I've structured my life and in, in post-pandemic is that the only time I talk to other human beings is on podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if I don't talk about it on a podcast, I just can't talk about it. I feel similarly in that I've always had a lot of outlets for stuff and I could always make a very quick decision like, is this a story that's just, is it a face story or is it something I could just mention in passing on the RT podcast? Or is it even less than that and I could just throw it out in like a random let's play? Mm-hmm. But I've lost so many of those outlets now that I, I do feel the same sort of like there are now things that I would talk about, but I have nowhere for them. Right. But I also don't want to make another podcast, so I'll probably just <laughs> <laughs> not do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting up there in age. I'll be dead soon, so I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, get, I gotta get all these words out. Well, Working I still can. On it. Yep. I was just gonna say, that's what I think sort of supplemental as we do more, like viewing the office days as like blocks to do supplemental stuff, I think it's sort of an interesting space to mess with those. Mm-hmm. And I guess they never really considered supplemental this is might sound ridiculous. I never considered a supplemental piece to be tied to face specifically, if that makes sense. 
What do huh. you mean? Like it's, it's a, a thing that we make within the hub of maybe the tone, but not necessarily the same specific style is how I view. Because there's stuff I think of for supplemental that I'm either developing or thinking about that I don't think fit with the show, but because it's its own thing within the hub under face, I think it still works. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it fits like within the comedic universe that we've built, mm-hmm. right? But I think there's even potentially like room for like a serious show but not obviously not face specific but like in the space in which we record additional stuff but you would think that that would live in the face under the face umbrella yeah i think it could okay yeah i don't have a problem with that either i don't either i I agree but here's the problem when i have to explain it to someone who hears it third hand from someone and they go so you guys are doing face like twice a week now or what and then i go Mm. ah yeah i would love that i want to do it daily (laughs) dude i've been i've been studying i have gone through emily made the mistake of expressing any interest at all in old howard stern oh that's right and so now we're watching like two hours a night of classic stern and first off it is amazing how much i was influenced by him without realizing it Mm -hmm. and then how much i was influenced by him by realizing it you know like i've always cited howard as one of my biggest influences and how all i ever really wanted to do was create our version of the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. But there are so many things that I have stolen or <laughs> appropriated from him that I didn't even realize until you take a, a couple of years off and you go back and you watch those old yeah. tapes and you're like, oh, that's where, uh, that definitely influenced me. Oh, that influenced me. Or, oh, I wish that hadn't influenced me. I wish I had, you know, there's a lot of good and bad in there. Yeah. But, I'm going to uh, be Jackie you know. the Joke, man. I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get a jetty. My contract is up, so jetty. turn off my mic. Um, it's going to be good. I'm excited. We just, uh, we just watched Finger the Gary Cuts. Love tape last night. Oh, really? Yeah. How did that go? So good, man. Hmm. So good. What was your favorite part? Uh, <laughs> I did all the moments that come from it that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Like, I had forgotten that Hello, Hello. Oh, came you from for, that. oh that's the beginning. That's the first yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the first thing. Uh, no, his, his, the uh, noins, obviously. His, his professional life is at a noin. And his per- <laughs> personal life is at a two. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff like that that uh, they pulled out that I had forgotten about. Yeah, so good. The m- 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 mama monkey comes oh, from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. When he's like doing that thing where he's like, He's trying to say marriage and he can't mm-hmm. let himself say marriage and he hits himself on the back of the head. He goes, he's like, so Gary from the Howard Stern show, <sighs> Gavin, you know, him, right? Mm-hmm. Producer of the Howard Stern show, the Erica, the Howard Stern show. Oh, uh, it's true though. <laughs> he, he broke up. He broke up. He got dumped by this girl. Yes. Yeah. And she moved on. And mm-hmm. so seven months after they broke up, he sent her a VHS. Like, uh, <laughs> oh she wouldn't talk God. to him. It she is... wouldn't speak to him. <laughs> so he, he wrote, he made a 10 minute VHS. Mm-hmm. The way the, what they did, the Howard Stern show that was so brilliant was when they found out it existed, mm. they were like, you've got to bring it in. You got to let us watch it. We'll have a showing. And Gary's like, there's no way. And he's like, we'll pay you. They raised like 20 grand, yep. 18 grand yep. from listeners. They did let the listeners come in. And then they had a showing with these like eight <laughs> listeners that all paid like two grand each. What year was this? And then they, oh, oh, 90, 98. Oh boy, wow. I think it was before that. 96 maybe? Yeah, I mean it was 97? like It's like KC it, and KC's there. Yeah, so it's got to be right around that, there. It has to be right around like the mid It's got to be right at the wow. end of the end it's of Jackie. Lot. So good. Yeah. And then they just watch him pour his heart out to this lady and just <laughs> pause it and make fun of him every second. They, they did multiple viewings and each viewing you had to pay less to get in. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> It is so they he just gets like two words in and it's just pausing in this room of people cackling and just cackling destroying him <laughs> it's so it's brutal it's i hope so i hope gary delabate has made a lot of money there. oh i think oh, he's, he's still worth there. way more than eric I'll yep. tell you that. yeah no kidding <laughs> uh, he's worth like 50 million i think oh wow that's 
that was always, I think that was always the way like Mega 64 was always like, oh, who's who? At like, you know, who's yeah, Robin yeah. and who's Fred and all that stuff. And I just went, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I've always just wanted to be, for a long time, I wanted to be Artie. For a long time oh, in yeah. Rooster Teeth, like in the early uh -huh. podcast, for, for the drunk a, thing. For a long I was, time, you were. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> I was just trying to be Artie. I was like, let Bernie, let Bernie be Howard. I just want to be, I just want to have funny jokes yep. occasionally and, uh -huh. and tell a wacky story and be hammered, yeah. you know, and a fuck up. <laughs> Throw some CDs. Yeah. <laughs> And now, then at some point, Blue I realized I don't want to be arty anymore. Uh, oh, man. This is good. Uh, we should wrap yeah, up we over stop. the hour, but uh, this is a good sausage talk. This Thanks. was a nice little peek behind the curtain. Thank you so, 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 so much for your support. Thank you so much for the effort you put into buying the merchandise that we create. I promise you every piece that we make is made with love and because we think it deserves to exist and because we think it's weird and unique and fun and a part of this big old joke that we call face and we really are sorry if you don't get every piece you want but we kind of don't want you to buy everything i don't think that would be financially wise for mm -hmm. anybody unless unless you're a trust fund person yeah and then and you, you're worth a hundred if and you're then, worth a hundred million dollars please buy one of everything yeah and also just give us money but if yeah, you're, but, but if you're you not, can just finance season two of Does It Do if you want. I really hope. Yeah, you, absolutely. You want to yeah. be a sponsor? <laughs> you want to see if it does? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, you give us hundred million dollars. It does. <laughs> we'll make it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and uh, hopefully uh, we shed some light onto why we bitch a little bit about the getting shows made yeah. or greenlit, and a lot of time it's just it's honestly for us. <laughs> yeah, you know how you complain about more than your, it is for the audience. You know when you're like at Target and you're complaining about your job or whatever at Target to your other friends that work at Target. That's all this is. That's all. It's just complaining about work to work friends. It's. Did you ever work at Target? Yeah. Yeah, he hated it. Yeah, like, he was the first was employee at like, a Target. They did. It was the first person they hired at wow. a new Target. Did you unlock the door or something? <laughs> <laughs> they were hiring. They were they were they opened a new Target in my hometown, and I was the first person they hired. <laughs> I was the first like they, it was like here's all like the managers coming in from other stores, and then I was the first person they hired to fucking push carts. Were you tempted to be like first one in, last one out? Was I tempted to be the you last one out of Target? Shut down that Target. <laughs> <laughs> shut the lights off, fellas. At Target? <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, follow us at FacePod on Instagram and on Twitter, and you go to FacePod.com, and I think it takes you to the store right now, uh, but I'm trying to just get it to take us to where I need it to go. So, if, again... <laughs> If you own that website or know who does, please let me know. That's or, the or only just, time. Or just redirect it for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you could just redirect it to our uh, uh, roosterteeth.com page, that works for now. And then just let me know. This is the only time I'm saying please reach out to me. I also hope that none of this came off as anyone complaining about anything other than me. That, uh, like, I don't think we're complaining about any of this stuff. I think we just want to kind of, like, lay bare what yeah, this is. Yeah, it's all very exciting. I, 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 and it's stuff that I love to talk about. Like oh, it's interesting yeah. to me. I spend so much, I spend more of my life thinking about merch mm -hmm. than I do anything else. Probably. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. And then also, uh, keep your ears out someday down the road. You may listen to my new podcast. So come all right. If it, if it's, if it is in fact, all right. Uh, and it's deemed makeable and, uh, listen for a certain URL that will annoy Eric. Uh Oh, oh I'm excited. <sighs> Great. Hmm. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> How was that, boss? I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs>
we recorded so long ago that the uh, a lot of the content on this upcoming Sausage Talk uh, is no longer uh, up to date, let's say. And superseded by more stupidity. Yeah, Gavin like is going to break it down for you now because he wants, he wants to make sure he's clear. Oh, you pretty much covered it. <laughs> Hold the whip. Why, do we, why is this? Well, it's just shorter and, not, and neater, wasn't it? Than the no, other one. you got two <laughs> options. The other one was way better than this. Ah, use the first one then. Sod it. What if we do one at the beginning and one at yeah, the end? Yeah, okay, that's good. Okay, so Nick, okay, Nick, the, the first one that we did, put uh, that one at the beginning, uh, and then this one where we tried to do a second take, <laughs> put that at the end. Okay. There you go. And just, yeah. just so people know, the break show is returning. It's on <laughs> Mondays. <laughs> on I don't remember which Monday, but it check your Mondays. It Monday, may, August seventh at four p.m. every Monday. <laughs> Just keep looking at those Mondays and let us know where you heard about the show because we teased it at the end of one episode, the middle of another one, and now in the addendum to this. So That's what a mess. This oh, sucks. Man. I'm now on board for number two of the recordings. Number two is, I think, very good as well. They're both strong. Let us uh, let us know which one you preferred. The before addendum or the after addendum? Oppenheimer made the atomic bomb, y'all. That's just crazy. That's it. We're done. We're done. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Did you guys know Barbie made the atomic bomb? Oh, no.